different points of view and highs and lows a new perspective everywhere you go open up your mind drown out the noise and see if this connected and see if this connected What's up, fam? The mission of this connected podcast is to connect generations and situations about faith, life, and whatever comes along the way. To not necessarily agree, but be listened to. These conversations, of course, highlight the perspective of our various guests, and you are always welcome to agree or even disagree. But as always, we hope that it is done in charity. Now, here's your host, Catholic.Dad. Right, three, two, one. Why don't you open us up in prayer? Cool. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, we just offer ourselves in this next, in these next 10 seconds of silence to you, to whatever your will is um, here tonight. Come Holy Spirit, teach us how to pray, teach us how to love, guide our prayers, guide our thoughts, guide our hearts. Heavenly Father, our creator, our designer, help us to know deep in our hearts that you created us out of beauty out of truth and goodness, out of your own image. Help us to not only know that, but also believe it and to uphold our dignity and the dignity of each other and all those around us. We ask you to send forth your Holy Spirit into this conversation, into the hearts and the ears and the minds of those listening. Reveal your truth to us. Reveal your will to us. Here tonight and every moment forward. We know that our struggles, our sins, are just opportunities to allow you into our hearts even more so. So help us with our yes. Help us with our surrender. Help us with our humility and help us with our weakness. Father, you are our strength. Your son sustains us. We ask for the intercessions of all the angels and the saints to protect us, to guide us, to intercede for us. Help us to see our Lord better. We especially ask for the intercession of Our Lady and her most chaste spouse, St. Joseph. May you both reveal to us the truth behind who we are 
our identity, how we are made, and who we are to return to. Our Lady of Victory, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Lord God, have all of our words and all of our hearts. We entrust everything to you. So we pray. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome, welcome, fam, to another episode of This Connected, episode 97, I believe. And today, wow. yeah, today, tonight, this evening, this day, we invite a special guest, a friend of mine, could be young enough to be my child, but she's not. She's a child of God. I want to introduce to you guys Miss um, Delane, who is the young adult minister for St. Margaret Mary in Chino, California. She, yeah, and so I'm gonna let her tell you a little bit about herself. She's been on the podcast before, but Delane, tell our listeners who you are. Uh, like Quirinal said, I'm Delane Baronia. I'm 25, so I'm a young adult myself, and yes, I'm a young adult minister. Um, I'm also a youth music minister, so I do our 5 p.m. mass, or I do music for our 5 p.m. mass. Um, on Sundays. It's great. I love it. I'm currently also a theology student, hoping to get my master's degree in a couple of years at Franciscan online. I'm not currently bilocating to Ohio, so I'm currently in California. Um, other than that, I'm, I'm just trying to pursue God's will and wherever that takes me. That's kind of my life. That's it. Amen. You know what? Doing this podcast has brought so much grace to me personally. And I, I almost feel like St. Teresa of Lisieux when when, when <laughs> she greedily said, just send all the graces towards me. And I do feel that, that in meeting so many young people like you, Delaney, Delane, sorry, keep making that mistake. That's okay. Um, Meeting so many young people like you and all the other young people in the Diocese of San Bernardino and all the different dioceses, that you guys have brought so much grace, so much wisdom, and so much knowledge about the faith and your love of of Christ and His Church. I gotta put that and His Ooh. Church um, because there's just so much to talk about. But today, I asked you to come along. Um, to have this conversation with me to connect this generation and your generation so that people can really talk about this thing that um, it's kind of like an unspoken thing. You know, our yeah. theme today is this. Is it a sin to masturbate? And and I had kind of put, uh, you know, right in the bottom of that, kind of the thing that everybody else says is, am I the only one? And mm -hmm. and I, I really wanted to talk about this for a very long time because, it, you know, as one of my priest friends said, it is the second most confessed sin in the sin box, in the confessional. And a lot of people struggle with it. And so yeah. that's that's what we're going to talk about. That's what we're just going to have that conversation about um, and maybe give some some things 
to our listeners some tools to to tackle this, and maybe even you could share some of your testimonies and things that that has been successful for you and for me. Um, you know, this is this is I have to say, and I forgot. We have to put a parental advisory on this podcast because we're going to yes. talk about um, sex. You know, I know it's a three-letter word. It's taboo in most family households. But we do have to talk about it, fam. You have to have this conversation with your children. You have to have this conversation with your spouse. You have to have your this conversation with your family and friends that it's important to talk about this. Um I want to share that I did a poll before this, Delane, that it, is it a sin to masturbate? 80 of our listeners actually participated um, in this poll, and it said that 93% said yes, it is a sin. Interesting enough that 7% said no, it is not a sin. And um, mm. and so there's 7% who, who believe it's not a sin. Let's tackle that a little bit later. And also, the other poll that I took is masturbation mainly a struggle for men. 13% said it's true. It's mainly a struggle for men. But you know what? We're getting out there. 87% said false. It is not only a struggle for men. Now, when I did this and I talked to other people about, about you know, I'm going to do a podcast about, about masturbation and I'm going to have a guest. The person, the people who I spoke to is like, oh, who is it? Who is he? Automatically, mm. the thought was that I would have a male guest talk about the sin of masturbation. And when I said, no, actually, yeah. it's a female. And they're like, really? Yes. And, and, and that's still true. You know, in, in our views as Catholics, as men, we have this view of purity of women, that you women don't yeah. struggle with this, that it is, it, you know, porn and masturbation and and sexual lust is, you know, yeah. that we men have, we have ownership of this and it's only us. Yeah. So. And I wish, I wish there wasn't, you know, like a statistic for women. I mean, obviously, I wish that for men as well, but um, I was watching a Matt Frad video that he recently posted with an interview with, her name is Rachel, and her last name is escaping me, but they were talking about pornography and masturbation, and she had said, like, for guys, it's really easy to, you know, go into a community with guys and then really just like start a community around accountability for this. But for women, it's like an island. Like, cause I remember struggling and I'll get into this later, but I remember thinking like, who around me can I trust to like talk to you about this? I feel like everyone around me, like all the ladies around me, they don't seem like they struggle with this, which when I started, you know, like, uh, speaking about it, sharing about it with my friends, my uh, female friends, that's when I learned like many women are just silent sufferers in this and silent, silently struggling. And so I'm really honored to be here. Um, not that I'm extremely proud that um, I have a history with pornography and masturbation, but I am really grateful that, you know, like I get to talk about this 
in the light of redemption and glory that Christ brought me into. Um, and in hopes to inspire many women to go seek accountability and healing and redemption of their own through Christ. And so it's a real issue that women don't get to talk about. I, I love what, what the words that you use there, suffering, that, that, yeah. that, that it is. It's, a lot of times we use the word struggle. And we struggle mm-hmm. with this. We go to confession, and and we struggle with masturbation. We struggle with lust, um, mm-hmm. and and I've never I've never heard it said like that. Suffering, you know. I think a lot of people don't realize it is a suffering because I don't believe that I was actively choosing you know, this sit, like, obviously I was, I have free will, but at the same time, like, I didn't want it. I didn't want to think this way or act this way. And it did feel like suffering. And I felt like my heart was, your soul is definitely suffering when this is, when you're addicted to porn or masturbation. So it is, and we have to not only kind of face what's happening, but also we have to be merciful toward ourselves. We have to also meet ourselves with a lot of forgiveness too. Right. Yeah. You know, a a lot of, a lot of the people who, who sent questions and comments when, when I read them, you know, I, I can relate to that because in my moments of of, of struggling and mm-hmm. suffering with with the sins of pornography and 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 masturbation, it's a very dark place. It is. It's a very dark place. And me, as I work in the mental in the mental health field, working with many people in the mental health field, who would say you need to get past the shame aspect Mm -hmm. of that and accept it as it's normal and 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 that's that's the hard thing is i believe that a lot of times people of faith who know that this is not right this is not how god intended me for Mm me are even made more confused by a society that tells them that this is natural, it's normal, and mm-hmm. it's healthy. And what's yeah. not healthy is your religious shaming of yourself. And so if you let go, then you'll be a better person for it. You'll be so free. You'll be free. So what do you have to say about that aspect of, of what I call secular rationalization? I mean, that's accurate. Um I studied psych too. And even in when I've gone to therapy, they've said like, oh, you do a lot of things to relieve stress. And masturbation was one of those things. And in my head, I was like, there's no way in heck that I just heard that correctly. Um, But unfortunately I did. And it is like a distortion of, how do I put it? I'll backtrack actually. I think it's really sad and it comes from a very distorted and disordered world, um, which I'm sure 
that's related to a lot of things, right? But essentially, I just think there is a, a poverty of intimacy within our society. So we don't understand how it is to be intimate with ourselves as far as like spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically. Like physically as in like don't, I mean, not mm-hmm. masturbation, but mm-hmm. also just understanding how all of those pull together, right? Like they're not just isolated things that make up me as a human being, but they're all pulled together that make up me as a human being. And so these are all like, I just think that intimacy, intimacy is so lost on us that we don't think we said this before we started recording. Like there's a, like, we don't think that there's a chemical change with what's happening, you know, like with what we do physically, which is really funny. Right. Because we like promote all these new diets and like, oh, physical, like fitness will help you mentally and stuff and change your brain chemistry. I'm like, then why isn't anyone reading the statistics about pornography and masturbation of how it like detracts from intimacy? Like you literally, it's one of the leading sources of why divorces happen, Mm -hmm. right? And we talked about marriage Mm -hmm. prior to this and we'll touch on it later. So I'm like, the very thing that we are trying to strive for and that we all desire, right, at the root of everything, I think everyone can, like, even in the secular world, everyone desires intimacy with something, especially with God. Um, Many people are lost on the fact that, like, you're literally doing the exact opposite of what you desire by just subjecting yourself to these corporal pleasures and stuff and so i mean that's kind of the surface of my thought but i think it's really interesting that we're just so lost at digging deeper and also being curious as to why like that just seems dissociated and very disconnected right like does that not dawn on many people because i remember like I wasn't that into my faith yet when this all started, but I remember when I started watching porn and mm-hmm. masturbating that I was like, this doesn't feel right. Like this doesn't feel fulfilling. I feel actually a lot emptier than I did even like moments before. So like there's something going on. And that time, like I didn't really know I didn't really have intimacy between Christ and myself. So, and I'm sure many people, even of the secular world, feel the same way. Why do they keep coming to it? Because of that very reason, right? Like, it just doesn't leave them satisfied. So they, like, seek it out again. And they think that's it. Like, oh, this this is what freedom looks like. I just get to do it whenever I want. And this is it. They're settling, in a sense. Yeah, it, it's, does that make it's, sense? Yeah, it, it, it's so hard because it, it it is such a thing that that I, I do believe that our society is is moving away from the the purity aspect of what is expected of ourselves, um, of our spouse, of mm. of that person who we'll eventually be intimate with. 
And and I loved this explanation that was given to me by a friend. Your intimacy with your future spouse is your intimacy with God. And 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 yeah. he, here's here's the thing that 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 blew me away is when when my friend said when you're in that act of masturbation you're mm-hmm. hiding you're hiding in the yeah. dark you're hiding in the back room you're hiding somewhere hoping that nobody sees you and especially you're hiding from God but when you are to that point when you're married and you're having an intimate relationship with your spouse, making love, you're not hiding that from God. God is Mm -hmm. present because you're there to make love, to have love, to be with love, and it's not doing it in shame. Mm-hmm. And and that's uh, to me that that's what brought me to the realization that there's a difference in pleasuring yourself and even in, in those acts of fornication is that God is present when you're doing things right. God is present. Yep. You're opening and you don't welcoming. Feel shameful. Yeah. You're not ashamed. It's like you're not ashamed. Yeah. So <clears throat> That, that's what I, I want to share with people is that if God can be present, and that's why I want to, sh- you know, I was supposed to have this different background, and I'm actually going to show it. So, so I had this this backdrop right here, you know, the the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that was supposed to be our backdrop for the podcast. It's the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and right oh, there man. too, it says, "I saw that." And I know what the, the intention for that was that that I saw that I saw what you're doing, but in in looking at that that image right there, I saw that, which means I saw you. Yeah, I saw the beauty of your person, yeah. and and you know, that's this this curtain for me just reminds me that God sees me in in the beauty of His creation. So, Delane. I'm going to ask, I'm going to read some of the questions, comments that some of our listeners um, posted, and I think we can have a conversation okay. about these. So the first one that, that came up was um, this person asked, and by the way, folks, we're not going to mention your name. It's all going to be anonymous. So yep. uh, it says, um, I have a question more out of curiosity. Is it a sin when it has become an addiction to masturbate? Perhaps you also masturbate when you are stressed out. Now, this person literally just said the, the magic words here. The reason why a lot of people fall into masturbation is to mm-hmm. relieve stress. Mm-hmm. So can you speak on that? I mean, I, I can speak on that, that in the times that I had fallen into that sin, it was to relieve stress, or that was my excuse. That was yeah. my excuse. Yeah, so I'm kind of on the same boat. I remember many times um, I was very stressed. And this is like, I was an undergrad for the most part of, of my addiction and stuff. And so your girl was on like venti caffeine type 
like and two hours of sleep. So I was very stressed and not a lot of places that I knew how to like there weren't a lot of things that I used to cope. And that's what I turned to because that's what I read online. And that's what, you know, like society says. Right. And so the first part, um, as far as like, if it, is it a sin when it becomes an addiction? I think we kind of answered that when we talked about suffering, um, like this is a suffering. And yes, I, I do think it's still a sin because we still have free will just because there's an addiction to anything does not mean that we are perpetually tied down by those things does it mean it gets harder to break the to break the habitual sin yeah heck yeah Mm -hmm. why do you think people struggle for years and decades with pornography and masturbation um when i was reading about this i came across this website and i'll send you the link so you can like link it down below type of stuff um and it's from a website called spiritualdirection.com obviously do your own research as far as like making sure this website is sound but this portion definitely made sense to me um so it says and i'm just going to read it verbatim regarding sins of the flesh which result from passion so i'm assuming that's synonymous to also like in a sense what fuels addiction right St. Thomas is also clear, St. Thomas Aquinas, is also clear that sins of passion are more of more shame but less responsibility than those which result from deliberate will. The same principle would apply here as in ignorance. If the passion becomes before the act of the will and it takes and takes it by surprise, then it is less willing. If after it make the makes the act what if after it make the act is more willing that kind of didn't make sense to me but that's okay this does not mean sins of flesh are unimportant just that all things being equal they are not as grave as sins of the spirit however saint thomas also is clear that one must take them very seriously because they are the first place where moral life and conscience begin to be corrupted. I'm going to repeat that one because that's what I kind of want to tap into. However, St. Thomas is also clear that one must take them very seriously because they are the first place where the moral life and conscience begin to be corrupted. The sad example today is internet pornography, which afflicts many otherwise devout Catholic men, I'm going to add, and women, mm-hmm. And should be taken very seriously as a place where moral life must be strengthened to pursue virtue. So I do think, and backed up by this uh, article, I do think it's still a sin to, even at the addiction level, because again, we have free will. And it's breakable, because I've been there. And many people have been there and many people have redemption stories and healing stories and stories of great mercy being bestowed upon them. And I fully believe that everyone can get there. It's a matter of, you know, this is your story and it's difficult, but you're not alone in it. And things as cheesy as it sounds, they do get better. There is another side to that tunnel. 
Yeah, there, there you was have an, to keep standing up. There was an answer that um, said <laughs> that God designated sexual expression to unite a man and a woman in an intimately loving embrace that is total, faithful, free, and fruitful, and thus in marriage. Indeed, the marital act is the beautiful, God-given expression whereby a man and a woman become one flesh in marriage for the first time. That's in Genesis uh, chapter 2. And wherein they thereafter renew their marriage covenant. And so consequently, masturbation is a sin against the sixth commandment because it violates the God-inscribed unbreakable bond between the love-giving and the life-giving aspects of the marriage act. And um, I just want to read that. And that's in the Catechism, um, paragraph 2366-70. Because yeah. a lot of times people say, well, you guys are just making that up. No, it's like... <laughs> It's it's in our catechism. That's that's what we we um we look at for the explanation of why things why we believe what we believe, um, and it's hard. It, it is as this listener asked in his question. It is an addiction, but as any other addiction, the goal is to what. To get rid of the addiction, but yeah. it's it, it's not because you're addicted doesn't mean that you should continue on. Yeah, because, you know, so well, I'm addicted, so I'm going to. I'm addicted to nicotine. I'm addicted to nicotine. I'm addicted to to this this uh, drug or to drinking, whatever. I'm an alcoholic, so therefore, yeah. when I'm stressed, I drink. It is disordered. It's disordered. It's disordered. Ooh, yeah. Got it. So here's another one. It says, I think people would benefit from answering it this way. This person actually said, uh, asked this question, what do you do when you are going to confession from falling into sin and you feel like you're not making any progress? And I think this is true for many people because, again, as I said earlier, I think in our previous conversation <coughs> – the second most confessed sin is masturbation. Yeah. So what what do you do when you're going to confession from falling into sin and you feel like you're not making any progress? You keep going. <laughs> Thank you. Keep going in confession. Um, and I only say that because and I, if it's okay, I'll share like yeah. my kind of history. Um, and I really don't mind because I'm like, if it helps you keep getting to confession and continuously being healed, then sure. Um, so <laughs> I'm trying to discern how, how many details I should get about here, but I've only kissed two guys in my life, right? I'm 25. The first guy I kissed, um, it was very out of, very much out of lust, like, there was no relationship and it was purely just like, you're attracted to me and I'm attracted to you. Um, and that was it. Like he even told me he doesn't want a relationship, um, but he enjoys my company. And I settled for that. Like very, very clearly just settled for that. Mind you, I'm like, I think I was like 20. I don't remember, but I was 20. I was in my undergrad. Um, and I was volunteering at church. Um, I think I was getting confirmed during this time too. 
And so there was a lot of things happening in my life, a lot of chess pieces moving. And right after, um, and there's still some backstory to, you know, curiosity of one's body and et cetera, being exposed to porn in my teenage years, but nothing really like, I was just like, oh, okay, that's weird. That looks weird. Um, but it was like when I had my first kiss and it was purely out of lust, and it sent me down a spiral of seeking that validation again, right? And it's very rooted in pride. At least mine definitely was. Where I was like, that made me feel really good in a way that nothing else has. But it was very temporal. So I was just like, or temporary. And so I was like, okay, where can I like, seek that validation again? Sooner or later, that relationship, it wasn't even a relationship. It was just like, we don't want to talk to each other anymore type of thing. But yeah, like um, after that kiss, um, I was sent into this spiral of just like pornography, masturbation, and it was, it quickly became an addiction. I was very confused, very discombobulated by everything because I was like, I'm going to church. I'm going to all of this. I didn't really know what confession was at that time. Um, but my friend was kind of walking me through like how to come back really to the church. And so like, I remember for an entire summer, I was like, I'm tired of this crap because I know that this is wrong. And I know that like every part of my body is telling me and my heart, my mind is telling me that like, I'm not meant to be in this this dark place so I was like Lord how do we do this and he was like go to confession I'm like I don't know how to do that I don't know how to tell a priest like um that I masturbate that I that I watch pornography like how do I do that especially when like my home parish um confessionals aren't screened so <laughs> I was even more terrified and I knew the priest so I was like <laughs> no like that's not happening so a friend took me to um, a, a parish nearby that's screened. Like you actually go into a confessional. I was like, praise God, because I feel so shameful, right? And I'm only laughing now because in retrospect. But like at that time, I remember just feeling like I was holding a boulder on my shoulders and I was literally just scraping my chin ac across the ground. And so for an entire summer, so that's like three, four months, right? I spent, like, I think I went to confession every other day, if not two or three times a week in the morning. Thank God they they have confession, like, every morning right before Mass. And I remember, like, walking into confession every time. I was just like, bro, I suck so much. Like, why? Like, why is this a thing? And when can I be free? And it was kind of toward the end of the summer when it's kind of always this priest I realized that the times I was going I was always met by this priest who was like very tender very gentle with me he would always greet me as my beloved daughter and I was just like how do you say that when I just suck as a human being Jesus and so um I kept coming back and he kept he he told me uh, this one confession that he was like, I want you to realize something. 
that I don't care how many times you have to come back. I don't care if it's tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. Keep coming back to me because I will always be waiting for you right here. And we are going to get through this together. And like those, I will forever remember that because that was a moment I think I've, not I think, but I actually felt Jesus's mercy, compassion, and forgiveness. Like for the first time, it like overwhelmed my heart. And this is like after a full summer of just like getting beaten down week by week, day by day, you know, by this freaking addiction. And I was sick and tired of it. And I was sick and tired of like looking myself in the mirror and being like, how do you go to mass all the time? Like, how do you do A, B, and C? And then like, you know, this is what you fall into. Um, And I remember when he said that, I just felt like, like, oh, this is it. Like, this is the moment where my chains feel very broken. And funnily enough, not funnily enough, that, that was poor choice of words. But the next time I went to confession for the sin, because it, w- it wasn't just like, oh, it was broken. But I knew that the addiction was broken. So just because, you know, like you reach that threshold of like the addiction is broken doesn't mean that temptation doesn't catch you in the future. Trust me, it does. I'm still here. I still get tempted. Um, but it is easier. It does get easier. And I think we have one of those questions. Yeah where does it get easier eventually it does is it still difficult yes but my addiction was broken at that moment the next time i'd fallen like probably a month later where i was doing way better um i found out maybe not a month later but maybe a couple weeks later i find i found out that that priest that said that to me actually passed in front of the blessed sacrament. And I remember like crying and I prayed and I was like, Father Louie, like, thank you because you were the vessel of Christ's mercy for me. And like, you'll probably never know how much you did for me in those moments of like your priesthood. Um, But I remember after that, like things were a lot clearer. I saw myself a lot better. and yeah, it got, it got a lot easier. And for me, it was, yeah, like I keep telling, I tell people who share with me, like keep going to confession because there is nothing limiting Christ's mercy and healing. Like don't limit yourself and don't put, like hold yourself back from that just because it's difficult. Um, and it's, you feel shame and that's, you know, essentially okay because we have to wear what we are or what we're choosing, right? When we go to confession, not what we are or who we are, but we have to wear that mask to be fully healed and to be fully receiving of Christ's mercy or else, you know, like what else is going to happen? I don't know. I don't want to know. Right. Um, So yeah, it's tough to keep going back. To confession but it is the one place that you are safe to do so right and that's where i found my freedom in that confessional 
in my lowest point in my most vulnerable state right and time and time again i was met with a lot of compassion and a lot of mercy like buckets full thank you for sharing that he's a he's going to be a saint one day father louis uh, <sighs> he's uh, he's delivered many a souls um, father louis marx yeah father louis marx oh. Pray for us. Yeah, it's um, you know, thank you for sharing that because he he did have the words. Um, he was the first first priest who, uh, you know, I think who who said you are made so much more mm. than for this. Mm. And, and I remember those words because again. Just like you, I searched for the confessional that was a box, the sin box. <laughs> you know, the, the, I don't think that's wrong, by the way. Yeah, the whole thing of, of going in and then shame. And, and here's the thing. I remember going and it's like, what's another word for masturbation? You know, I and, did that too. And, and, and I, you're just trying to find another word because you just could not say I hurt it. my chastity. Yes. <laughs> I was impure with myself. I had impure thoughts and acted in pure ways. Yes. Yeah, and and you so know, so many what, times, folks, unfortunately, it's not wrong to to do that if you want to just get it out like that. But just say say it like it is. You know, the the priest has not has heard it all. But you know, Father Marks was was amazing, um, and he actually was the one who shared with me a lot of the things that I use and share with with young people and older people of of. He's really good. The, uh, and and I remember I remember him saying, "We have this program, and you can have it for free." <laughs> oh, I was like, "Okay, Father." He's great. Yeah, but here here's another question. Thank you for that that sharing that. Um, it says um, this one. Uh, so I know many of the students in my life and my friends too who struggle with this, but there are some girls probably more than want to admit who have confided in me their struggles mm -hmm. what would you say slash encourage to a student on how to break the habit or sustain the break from the habit what do you do when temptation of that kind strikes um one i hope whoever it is goes to confession and really leans into the sacraments because there is healing and there is mercy in the sacraments by virtue of Jesus. Um, two, I hope I, it sounds like these students have confided in whoever this teacher is or mm -hmm. mentor. Um, so that's great because there's accountability there. Right. Um, so even with, within that group of women or even guys, I would hope that maybe I encourage you guys to form a group of accountability. Um, I know talking to some of my most trusted friends about my struggle, finding out that they struggle too as women, that was really freeing for me because then I get to I got to like text them like hey, it's kind of a difficult night for me. So do you want to FaceTime? And that's something that Father Louis actually taught me. He was like, text someone 
to break that fantasy because often like you said you're hiding right your your brain is actually retracting into this fantasy and into the lies of satan where he wants you to go right um into the darkness but if you break that with someone of reality then you know like it's a lot harder to be tempted so a lot of my friend or father louis told me like even if it's not like a triggering text of like like hey i'm struggling tonight with sins of the flesh like you don't have mm-hmm. to go that far you can simply say like text a friend and it could be any friend just to distract you really be like hey how are you how was your day or hey do you have funny memes i've done that before um and it breaks that fantasy and i've tried it many times and it's helped me many times so it was one of the things that i really used that summer especially and still now where i get you know i still very much have temptations of the flesh and i i usually just opt to text a friend i'm usually you already talking to someone i just need to pick up my phone and answer their text message that i haven't <laughs> replied to um we are now you know that i don't reply all that well <laughs> um so yeah break that fantasy with something oftentimes father louis said get up and get out of your room yeah go go to somewhere like a common area in your house yeah i mean most of these students i'm assuming live with someone whether it's guardians families um even roommates for college kids um matt fad in that video he had said like when he feels tempted he says the word trigger out loud or triggered and because that word has such like a bad taste in our mouths it kind of breaks your fantasy and breaks that breaks you into reality like whoa okay i don't want that to happen so let's like take a step back and breathe um something that i took from that video with matt fred too is that rachel was sharing that like have a picture of your favorite catholic church like a beautiful catholic church and in the moments that you feel tempted to you know be undignified or be objective of someone else when you're looking at pornography or you're tempted to go look at pornography fill your eyes and your mind and your heart with something that is true that reflects truth beauty and goodness which is the catholic church right so my pinterest board is filled with a lot of catholic churches not for that reason but like i it, there's something very true and mystifying about catholic churches and the sacred art that you kind of are pulled into that beauty so if you can find something that really captures your heart and very beautifully try to bring that up in those moments she also said um picture in the monstrance and that like split second of that moment because right it's like that that little sweet spot of like i either decide yes or no um and there are those moments we just have to be present enough to be aware picture in the monstrance um something that's helped me is structuring my day with prayer so there are certain times of the day where i pray and so when i'm aware and i feel like tempted i'm like i can't do that i'm about to freaking pray let's try to be holy and so that's kind of where i am now where i'm like okay 
it's a lot easier for me to say no because I have a bigger yes to give and that overshadows, you know, my little moment of temptation. And that goes for other things like as far as lust, because you can lust over everything, right? Like you said earlier. And so what also helps is leaving that temptation. You know, it's it's that phrase in scripture, get behind me, Satan. Um, it, it's that time, it usually happens, temptation is when you're alone, um, and finding that accountability person. But also, leaving that place, go for a drive, go for a yeah. walk, go visit a friend, because in that time, that friend, maybe your accountability person, call someone, text someone, have a conversation, have them on until you pass, you know, pass this 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 temptation. So I always say is, you know what? What what gets you past, what gets me past? Well, I find other people. Because yeah. because it, it is in that solitary solitary silence and darkness that you need to come out into the light and and call your friends, you know. Yeah. And and as you said, FaceTime because it's not as much as, as just calling someone, but seeing someone physically. And and that's the advantage now with social media is you can actually FaceTime says, hey, come talk to me. It's kind of like when I drive home and I'm falling asleep, you know, I'll call Jesus Puentes because he'll, he'll talk forever. And it keeps me awake. So it keeps me safe. I do that too. <laughs> so I'll call someone. Hey, just keep me awake. I call Joe. <laughs> we always have that person who'll talk to you. But yeah. But in this case, if you're falling into that lust, call yeah. your accountability person. So here, here's the next one. It says, uh, this person says, I think, too, a big thing that is many people have the misinformation that girls don't struggle with addictions to masturbation and pornography. Many Catholics are influenced to thinking that sex is bad and so all thoughts of sex can be bad but that's because there is no knowledge of the theology of the body yeah yeah i think we will have an episode one day on the theology of the body um, so that people will have um, a better understanding of what that means you know i always i always hand out these little booklets to every single one of my students their parents and it's it's about marriage and sex you know, it's just, it's like don't say I love no. it. Say, say yes to sex. You know, just say yes, but know what you're rightly saying. Ordered. Yeah, rightly ordered. Say know what you're saying yes to. Right. Uh, so yeah, I think that speaks in of itself. It's misinformation. Yeah, you know, girls do struggle Definitely. with this addiction of masturbation and pornography. Uh, I don't know if it's it's higher now than it was before, but regardless. It's their present, and I think it's higher now. From what I was reading, just because uh, media encourages women to feel empowered through pornography and masturbation now, so I think even younger. Like I think from Covenant Eyes, um, their statistics for men men begin at usually even. A little bit younger than twelve years old, if I'm not, if I'm remembering correctly. But I think more and more uh, females 
more and more girls are reaching that that age, especially with TikTok and whatever nonsense is out there. I believe my first exposure to pornography was Playboy magazines and these penthouse magazines that were found in one of my best friend's um, bathrooms. You know, his dad put it on the top, top shelf, and he used to climb it and, and grab these. Um, and we were in the third grade. Wow. In the third grade. And then in, I believe, in third grade. fifth grade, you know, I, I found the videos of my brother-in-law and play them and and watch them. And that was it. That's what. I was on Tumblr when I was like 12, 13, 14 and on so. And for a blogging website, there was a lot of dark spaces, you know. Um, Yeah, and I can't imagine what what young people today have to go through. Because in my generation, you had to look for it. And it was like in the back of a liquor store, magazines and things like this. Yeah. Just just looking up and researching when when I typed in masturbation and pornography and you look at images, when you see pornographic images. Yeah. And that's that's the hard thing I think parents don't realize is when they give their children um, smartphones, smartphones, laptops, iPads, that they're giving them the key to opening up and unlocking a Pandora's box uh, to to pornography and and that's that I, I believe that's intentional by by media and by by the creators oh, yeah. of porn that that is wholeheartedly intentional that it's targeting younger and younger people. I was talking to a person who's <clears throat> who whose grandchild at the age of eight is addicted to masturbation and not just porn, but the the really hardcore porn. And wow, at eight, at eight, and he is socially delayed now. Because you can't tell me that this doesn't affect your chemical, like your, yeah. I think one of the questions that, that I pass is this: Does this affect your brain chemically? Does yes. it affect your brain? And I do believe it's uh, just we don't have the statistics for that, but. In, in in looking at people who with any addiction with any addiction it affects the brain that's that's the whole point of addiction there's no good addiction there is no good addiction um, so um, here's another question I think this is the one that we kind of touched a little bit um, does it ever eventually become easier to fight the temptation for me the temptation come basically every day and sometimes several times throughout the day. And the longer and longer I go without doing it, the harder it seems to fight the temptation. So it seems that this person just basically says, you know what, just so that I can get a restart, I'll just get masturbate, and then I'm good yeah. again. So, yeah. And, and um, I think that's, that's true for a lot of people. So a question uh, you can answer first. Does it? ever become easier to fight the temptation it does it requires a lot of prayer 
and a lot of humility, I think. Um, I remember multiple days where I had the same thought process where I was like, if I just get it over with, I'll stop thinking about it. Right. Um, yeah. And it was multiple times a day. And I was like, this is hindering my life now. And so obviously that was the definition of addiction. Um, but something that I think a lot of people miss out on is practicing silence before the Lord, because often enough, when does, when do those temptations really rise and feel very loud and vibrant and at the forefront? It's with in between tasks, in between things that are happening in your life, right? When you're so focused on something, usually, I say usually because it's not applicable to all situations, but usually, like, when you're busy, you're busy. But a lot of people don't know how to be silent with themselves and silent with the Lord. Um, and so practicing silence could be something very good for anyone that's struggling this way. I remember thinking that, like, I was very scared of silence because I was like, if I'm silent, then like a lot of noise can come in a lot of like, I knew these were Satan's lies and manipulations. Um, but even if you set like set a timer and you set it for like two, three minutes and you just sit before the Lord live stream, um, the, uh, adoration. Cause you can do that now, mm -hmm. which is great. Live stream adoration and sit there. If you can get to a chapel, get to a chapel. Um, but I think practicing silence could be really powerful because then you're not, you know, it's hard. To, I, I don't know if that makes any yeah. sense, but it, it's all, it does make sense. And a lot of times is in the silence and in the opening prayer, it's come Holy Spirit, come yeah. Holy Spirit and calling down the Holy Spirit. Be with me. Be with me. And saying that and saying that as you're walking out or walking away, and going out into the sunlight and and taking a walk um just mm -hmm. call on, call upon the holy spirit and then you said improve improving our prayer life you know it's it does get easier the thing is it, the temptations do not disappear because the devil and is or they and come out. in different ways yeah, yeah they come in 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 those and they always come in our weakest moments Yep. In our weakest moments. Here's another thing. Um, I think this one is, is was intended for me. It says, I want to know if addiction to masturbation still exists in marriage. Simply the answer is yes. Yeah. It still exists. It does not disappear. Temptation chastity is still, there. still exists yes. in marriage. Here's the thing too. You know, chastity still exists in marriage you know there was a uh, there was a young man who asked me it's like i can't wait to get married so that i don't have to masturbate anymore so i can just have sex anytime i want to it's like it doesn't work that way it doesn't work that way that's a sin using your spouse as a sexual yeah. toy and as an object of lust and desire is sinful you know there there is chastity in marriage it is not something that says, hey, you know what, I need it, so give it to me. Uh, and, and you know, for for people who are married, who are addicted to porn, mm -hmm. that intimacy gets ruined. 
because mm-hmm. your expectation of the sexual encounter yeah. becomes not what God intended it for, to be, but it's what that movie, that pornographic movie showed you it's supposed to be. And it's so disordered. It's so disordered. So answer is yes, addiction continues. Temptation is still there. Next one is, people downplay the struggle many face as natural. Women are also promoting this more and more. I think we answered that one. But we did. Um, here's this one, and I really want to touch this because um, this person really wants an answer for this. And, uh, and this person says, in society in which this behavior slash addiction is normalized, how can someone overcome the, quote, it's not a sin, close quote, mindset? Mm. I think we we have to first realize what we're made for and we're made to be selfless, right? We're made to give all of ourselves to Christ. Therefore, we have to be selfless and not selfish about our entire beings, including our bodies, right? Um, which at the root of being addicted to porn and masturbation is very selfish. Um, Father Louis, again, told me, like, the reason why I'm getting irritated, snapping at friends and family at that time, and I feel very self-centered is because, like, my sins of the flesh were intoxicating the rest of my life. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, I sat there and I was just like, Lord, have mercy on me, please. Like, I was like, that makes so much sense because you are so focused and now you're feeding another piece of your being, which is your body, to be selfish. We have to first remember that we're made to be selfish or selfless, right? Um, so who cares about whatever's happening in the world? It, unfortunately, that is what's happening. But we are in control of what? Ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in this whole mindset of like, it's not a sin, we know it is a sin, right? You, me, I'm I'm praying and hoping whoever asked asked this question knows that it is a sin because obviously they're asking this question. Um, but it's beginning with understanding that we are made to be selfless, and that's what is supposed to humble us in receiving the graces that we need to be strong in the sense to remain chaste, to remain pure. Um, because, you know, what is, yeah, what is the opposite of selfish? It is humility. It is self-giving, being a gift of self. Um, I remember thinking, like, when I was addicted, I was like, I can't be in a relationship because I'm, I know that a relationship that's centered in Christ is supposed to be, I'm supposed to be a gift. And I feel like a freaking beaten up gift. I feel like a gift that Mm-hmm. came from a garbage can right um which isn't true but that's something that you don't want to carry into a relationship um and that's not to say that you can't be in a relationship obviously marriage still happens um and unfortunately that's still a struggle but it we're not left without hope because we we have confession we have right. the sacraments we are christ's mercy and 
compassion and forgiveness is always available to us. So really it's just how are we making ourselves gifts? How are we being selfless for the, for like to begin with? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, in this entire world, like this world is very built on what can I get out of it? Even some Catholics, right? Like they go to mass and they're like, I don't like this mass because I'm not getting at anything out of it. Like, you have a long conversation to have about the mass and about the Eucharist, but okay. Um, so I think it's first digging into that, the reason why our bodies are made for intimacy. Um, because intimacy is at the root of becoming that gift, becoming selfless, right? Um, those are my Yeah, thoughts. and you can. Thank you for that. And you can, you, you know, a uh, listener who asked this question, you know, uh, society has made it normal, has made this behavior, this addiction normal. But that doesn't mean that the truth is still not the truth. Mm-hmm. So if you know that the truth is the truth and God loves you, it doesn't matter what other people say. It says it's this is the new normal. Well, new normal being the new normal and this being the new mindset, that it's not a sin. Know what's true. God loves you, and he desires so much more for you than this. So this person also asked our final question, which is, are there any programs or resources that help with this behavior? So let's give them some resources, because I think to to close this out before we do the the close um, is... We should give them something to look for and look at and resources that that would be helpful. So it doesn't come out as, hey, we just talked about masturbation and porn and ta-da. We didn't offer any we resolution. We didn't offer any resolution. <laughs> yeah. So here's a resolution. So do you have any on yours? And then I can share some on mine. I do. St. Augustine of Hippo, even simply saying, St. Augustine, pray for us. Um, he had a very long history with the sins of the flesh, and now he is one of the most influential people of our faith and a great, great saint. Um, leaning into the relationships we're, we're called to have with Our Lady and St. Joseph. Um, if we're looking at chastity, we should be looking at them. Um, and so I remember... I'm pretty sure it was, no, it was my spiritual director recently. He was like, if you want to learn how to be a woman in all that you are, lean into Our Lady. Um, And if you want to learn how to love a man now that I'm in a relationship, he's like, lean into St. Joseph. Um, And so building and cultivating relationships with them would be ideal. I have Covenant Eyes. I'm sure you do, too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great one. Um, Magdala Ministries is a, an, a ministry that's also online for women um, that struggle with chastity, struggle with a porn addiction, masturbation addiction. Um, I also saw, and I haven't looked up this one entirely, but Angelic Warfare Co-Fraternity. So it's like an online group for men and women that are striving for chastity and purity. Those are my 
things. Yeah. So I, I'm glad that you mentioned covenant eyes. So I'm, I'm speaking to the parents here and people and adults. Um, really invest in covenant eyes. It's not that expensive. You can try it out for 30 days for free to see what it is. See, here, here's some of the things that some people say, oh, I don't want to do it because it's a pain in the butt because it blocks everything and I have to do this and put in my code. It's important that you provide this for your children and for yourselves. That yeah. e Even that, where I have to enter a code in order to search for something, stops the temptation. It causes you to pause. So yeah. get covenant eyes. It helps. You know. I think the code is worth your salvation and exactly. or your children's salvation. I always say, how much is Netflix? And if you have Netflix, if you have yeah. Disney Plus, Spotify, if, if you have Spotify, it's the same cost as covenant mm -hmm. eyes. So get it. So um, we're gonna put that link in in the um, in the. Um, the comment and the information for this podcast. The other thing that I want to share with, with you know, and you don't have to be a youth or a young adult to do this, all adults. Uh, Life Teen has what they call the Victory app. And, they do. And you could put on there and click on there how many days you've been successful. There's a confession. There's a lot of, um, of, of blogs on there that you can read, a lot of information, a lot of resources yep. also in that little tiny app. And it also has this thing. It identifies your three accountability persons. Make sure when you get this victory app that you find yourself your accountability people. You know, don't yeah. get past that shame. So I don't want anyone know that I, I have this, this, this addiction. It's not going to help you if you don't find someone to have as a, an accountability person. And then yeah. when you do, contact your accountability person and tell them that you might be calling them in the middle of the night, that you might be contacting them, DMing them, or whatever during these times because they are your accountability person. You know, yeah. um, I work in a mental health facility. I work with Narcotics Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous, Emotions Anonymous. Guess what? Every successful person who was able to pass their addiction had a sponsor. Accountability. It's called accountability. So as Delaney said, you have your spiritual accountability saints, St. Augustine, St. Thomas Aquinas, your patron saint. You have your living, breathing church militant um, accountability people. Get them. You know, when you got a sponsor for your confirmation or your baptism or your wedding. I was going to say that, yeah. Call them. That's what they're for. You're yeah. supposed to contact them. To lead you to Christ. Yeah. So here's, a, in Covenant Eyes, I just want to read this. There's defeat porn together. It says, partner up to defeat, defeat porn. Your allies will receive, you know, basically find somebody, you know. Yeah. Um, life-changing conversation. Have those life-changing conversations with other people like we're having right now. Break bad habits for good. You know, actually, here's one of the things that I did. Break that bad habit by doing good deeds. Yep. Change those bad habits. Do good deeds. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, it says protect your eyes. Protect your, your parents' eyes, your children's parents. Protect your children's eyes. If you're getting them a smartphone, 
make sure that you have a block on it. Do not be irresponsible and talk to me later and says I, you know, I don't know what what went wrong. That's where you went wrong. You gave them a smartphone. You gave them access to the devil, but you didn't block it with the saints and the, and the angels. So, those are some of the resources I have. Um, there's there's a lot more out there. Frequent yeah. the blessed sacrament. Frequent the blessed sacrament. And as Delane said, you know what? I had a young person who was fighting this a while back, and he did. Um, he, he basically <laughs> he basically prayed. He he downloaded an app, and he did um, prayers of the hours, and um, he prayed at yeah. six, nine, twelve, three, six. He did vespers, and um, um, hopefully he'll become a priest one day. <laughs> so I love it. So. You know, hopefully, friends, that some of the things that we talked about kind of stimulates you to look into the fact that masturbation is a sin, <clears throat> um, that lust that brings you. And and what I just want to say is that porn and masturbation go hand in hand. It always comes together. Yeah. And, and it's that fantasy. You know, someone said to me um, in a conversation well, you're really not hurting anyone because it's just a fantasy. Uh, I was blown away um, by it's that. And it's it's truly a lie, folks. Uh, yeah. The fantasy that you are trying to live out is a lie and it is sinful and leads you to worse things. Delaine, do you have anything else to add? I want to leave everyone with this quote that I took from Matt, Fred, and Rachel. Um, this is to Rachel from Dr. Val, Valdstein. I don't know how to pronounce his name. But he did the translations of Theology of the Body by JP2, so he knows this stuff. Anyway, he told Rachel, he said, lust did not attack you because you can't love. Lust attacked you because your love is meant to change the world. So we aren't left with, we are, we are very much left with hope. Um, so anyone struggling out there, anyone suffering out there, you have a lot of hope. And your love is definitely meant to change the world. Amen. You know what? Thank you for joining us, uh, Delane, on this podcast. I'm going to do my closing, and then we're actually going to close with prayer. Um, so I want to thank our listeners out there. Um, if this podcast connected with you, please send us an email at catholic.dad50 at gmail.com. Send us a DM with your comments. If you want to support the podcast, just go in our bio or in about our, our um, links in our Instagram or on our YouTube. Everything that you provide helps us to provide more content in the future. So, Jelaine, thank you for coming on. You know, of course, thank you for having me. Yeah. And so before we close, I really wanted to close this with, with prayer. And 
one prayer that has proven to be effective in the spiritual battle is the prayer of St. Thomas Aquinas for purity. And that's what we're going to do. You know, Aquinas had his own struggles with purity during his lifetime, and he turned to God for strength and relief. God provided and allowed him to remain strong in the face of temptation. So, fam, that's what we're going to do to close out this podcast. We're not even going to do our music. Sorry, Tony. We're not going to do your rap music at the end. (laughs) We are going to close this with this prayer. So, um, so it's, it's a chaplet of angelic warfare from the angelic warfare confraternity. And here's the opening prayer. So let's, let's, let's get ready to pray. So in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Jesus, I know that every perfect gift and especially that of chastity depends on the power of your providence. Without you, a mere creature can do nothing. Therefore, I beg you to defend by your grace the chastity and purity of my body and soul. And if I have ever imagined and sensed anything that could stain my chastity and purity, blot it out. Supreme Lord of my powers, that I may advance with a pure heart in your love and service, offering myself on the most pure altar of your divinity all the days of my life. Amen. Dear Jesus, bless our social and cultural climate. Grant that our society may be purified of everything and contrary to chastity, and that we may have the strength to resist the pressures of prevailing ideologies. In the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have conquered the world. John 16, verse 33. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Dear Jesus, bless our relationships. Grant that they will be holy, healthy, and honorable at all times. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere love, of the brethren, love one another earnestly from the heart. First Peter chapter 1, verse 22. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Dear Jesus, bless our efforts at modesty. Grant that how we dress and carry ourselves may veil what should be veiled and give us the strength to resist evil fashions and the glamour of sin. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Romans chapter 12, verse 22. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Dear Jesus, bless our five senses. Grant that the things we see, the music and jokes we hear, the food and drink we eat, and the encounters we have through touch, may all be pure and holy. Seek the things that are that are above. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Dear Jesus, bless our sensuality. Grant that our impulses may not go after base pleasures, but will be freed by wisdom and inflamed for what is good. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Hebrews 12.4 Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Dear Jesus, bless our imagination. Grant that we may be preserved from the fantasies and daydreams that defile us, that all impure images may vanish, and that we may be protected from all the assaults of demons. Be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Ephesians mm. 4, 23, 6, 11. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Dear Jesus, bless our memory. Grant that no memories of past experiences may disturb us, but that the Lord may touch and heal us through the hope for a better future. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. 1 John 3.1 Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Dear Jesus, <laughs> bless our power of estimation. Grant that we may quickly sense dangers to chastity, instinctively flee from them, and that we may never turn away from higher and more difficult goods for the sake of sinful self-indulgence. For mm -hmm. what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Mark 8.36 Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Dear Jesus, bless our affectivity. Grant that we may love chastity and rejoice in it, that all of our emotions may be in harmony with what is right, and that no sadness, discouragement, fear, insecurity, or loneliness may afflict us into sexual sin. For the grace of God has appeared, saving all and training us to reject good, godless ways and worldly passions, and to live temperately, justly, and devoutly in this age. Titus 2, 11-12 Hail Mary! Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Dear Jesus, bless our intellect. Grant that it may be purged of all false beliefs and all misunderstandings of human sexuality, and that the good angels may flood our intellects with thoughts that are true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, and gracious. 
Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of phrase, think about these things. Philippians 4.8 Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Dear Jesus, bless our will. Grant that it may never be opposed by our sensuality, that it may never be conflicted in that moment, but that it may hold fast to chastity no matter how difficult it may be. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, was not yes and no, but in him it is always yes, for all the promises of God find their yes in him. 2 Corinthians 1, 19-20 Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Dear Jesus, bless our conscience. Grant that it may be swift to judge what is chaste, swifter to execute it, and preserved completely from the suggestions of demons. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify your conscience from dead works and serve the living God? Hebrews 9.14 Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Dear Jesus, bless our hearts. Grant that the place where Christ abides in us, with the Father and the Spirit, may become the place where we live with the Holy Trinity and friendship. Jesus answered him, If a man loves me, he will keep my word and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. John 14.23 Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Dear Jesus, grant us the grace of self-surrender, Grant that we may hand over to God nothing less than our whole lives. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Luke twenty three forty six. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Dear Jesus, give us your love. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the expiation for our sins. 1 John 4.10 But God shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5.8 Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Let us close in prayer with this. Chosen Lily of Innocence, pure St. Thomas, who kept chaste the robe of baptism and became an angel in the flesh after being girded by two angels, I implore you to commend me to Jesus, the spotless Lamb, and to Mary, the Queen of Virgins. Gentle protector of my purity, ask them that I, who wear the holy sign of your victory over over the flesh, may also share your purity, and after imitating you on earth, may at last come to be crowned with you among the angels. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Delane, for coming on the show. Friends, if this was helpful to you, um, please, again, keep us in your prayer. We'll be praying for you. Um, Be blessed and be third. God bless everyone. This Connected Podcast is brought to you by The Cabin. Want to get away and get some peace and quiet and rest? Yes, rest, but not too far away from home or the city? Want to experience a true log cabin feel in the mountains? Well, I have the recommendation for you. The Cabin is a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half-bath that will do just that. With a beautiful wood fireplace lit and a glass of wine, you are sure to relax. With easy access from the main highway, private parking, easy access with stairs to the entrance, fast Wi-Fi, a full-size kitchen, and all the essential amenities will make your stay a memorable experience. This cozy log cabin was built in the early 60s with its original wood fireplace and a newly transformed deck with beautiful views of the San Bernardino Mountains. So, book your stay at the cabin in Running Springs, California. The cabin, located in the San Bernardino Mountains, is a beautiful place to see the beauty of God's creation. I have known the proprietor of the cabin for many years. She has always supported the youth and young adult ministries of her community, as well as this podcast. Check out the cabin on Instagram at thecabin2021. Again, that's at the cabin 2021 t h e c a b i n 2021